I'm here with Debbie Robson from the Nicotine Research Group here at King's and she's going to be talking later on about implementing smoke-free policies in mental health settings. So Debbie, tell us, tell us for people that don't know about what's happened here at the Maudsley over the last few years, what you've done in terms of bringing in the smoke-free policy here. Okay, so we, uh, we've supported SLAM in trying to improve the infrastructure um, and uh, developing new treatment pathways um, and developing staff training pathways to support people whilst they're in hospital, um, to improve their experience whilst they're in a smoke-free um, environment, whilst at the same time trying to, to maintain a smoke-free site, which is quite a challenge. Um, and our work with SLAM goes back as far as around 2006. So, so quite a long time we've been working with SLAM um, to achieve um, better treatment for people who smoke whilst they're in hospital, but also whilst they're in the community. And I guess in, improving staff knowledge and skills is yeah. key, because a lot of mental health staff smoke themselves. So how, how have you gone about doing that? Well, it, 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 it's a bit of a... Uh, it's not so much a misperception that a lot of mental health staff smoke. Um, they do, but when we when we looked at staff smoking rates back in, I think we did it in about 2005, 2006, it was around 21%, which was the same as the general population in the time uh, at the time. And when we looked at it again last year, it was down to 9%, which is much less than the general population, which is about 14%. So... And some of that um, is um, you can link it to the smoke-free policy as well um, because it's, it's been a bit of a nudge or a prompt um, for staff to, to look at their own smoking behaviours, particularly whilst they're delivering care um, to, to people who you know, are restricted from smoking. So it's not quite fair if you're going out for a, for a cigarette break, coming back smelling the smoke, and then you haven't to have a conversation with somebody who, who might be, be restricted. Um, what do you, how do you respond to the, the kind of therapeutic relationship argument that often comes from service users on mm. social media when they say that the going out having a fag with the nurse is actually a very important part of building that relationship and that bond? Um, well, so at the moment, around 50% of people that use mental health inpatient services in some smoke. So 50% of them don't. So you need to have a, a very skilled workforce to be able to engage with people who smoke, but equally people who don't smoke. So the nurses and doctors and staff, they need to have those skills to be able to therapeutically engage with people and treat people without a cigarette as a tool. Uh, and for a long time we've used cigarettes um, to manage patients' behaviour, to reward patients' behaviour, but also to punish patients' behaviour. And that's never, never a good thing. So what happens now if somebody is admitted to an inpatient unit here... Um, so, and they're a smoker. So within 30 minutes, they are supposed to be offered nicotine replacement therapy uh, and staff um, have a conversation with patients uh, who smoke about what they can do for them, not what patients can't do. So um, they'll start off with um, the fact that 
they can, they, they, they can have some nicotine replacement therapy um, and they can have as much of nicotine replacement therapy as they want during the stay. If they don't want nicotine replacement therapy, um, e-cigarettes uh, are available and um, we encourage people to, to, to use an e-cigarette instead of smoking or use nicotine replacement therapy instead of smoking throughout the stay. And how does that work? Can they smoke? Can they vape in on the wards? Or? They can vape on the wards, yeah. They can vape in um, single rooms. Um, we, we don't encourage people to vape um, in communal areas out of respect for people um, who don't vape. Um, and, and not to, 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 to vape during therapeutic conversations, but they can vape in the grounds. Um, and each of our hospital sites, they sell e-cigarettes within the hospital shops or the hospital canteens. Um, so they have, to, they have to buy the e-cigarettes, but they get the nicotine replacement yeah. for free? Yeah. yeah well, okay. e-cigarettes, you, um, it's, a, it's, a consu- it's a consumer product. You, there's no prescribable e-cigarette. Um, available. Uh, we'll probably see a prescribable e-cigarette within the next couple of years on the NHS. So at that point, that will be an option for people um, as well, whether they're living at home or whether they're um, receiving care in an inpatient setting. A lot of other sites across the UK seem to view Maudsley, rightly so, as a you know a leader in this area. How do you see this kind of approach that you've taken? being picked up and used elsewhere? Yes, certainly with e-cigarettes, because smoke-free policies are e-cigarettes. Smoke-free policies are controversial. E-cigarettes are even more controversial in the tobacco control um, community. But about two-thirds of mental health trusts allow the use of e-cigarettes in inpatient services. Um, And again, we've done a lot to support other trusts with their e-cigarette policies.